Hi, have you ever suffered from self-judgment? Welcome to the Sensual Sessions with Claire Maxwell, where we will discuss how sensuality can help you to get free from self-judgment. Welcome, Claire. Hey. Hey. So great to be here. Yeah, it, it's an honor to have you at the Sensual Sessions. Claire oh, yeah. is an expert on Alexander Technique and a dancer. So tell us a little bit about how judgment affects the body and what can mm. we do about it? Well, I would say the first thing to do about it is to get curious. Yes. Get curious. Yeah. So when I say that word curious, my whole body just softened a little bit. Uh -huh. It's like a little tingly, you know? Let's get curious. But yeah, just, just get curious. So um, in general, curiosity or wonder is um, not always so easy to get to because in order to be curious, we have to feel safe. Yes, yes. And we need to feel, okay, I know where all the exits are. I can explore. This person doesn't intimidate me. And so all of those, are you listening, you know, Kendia and I had to talk to each other just a little bit before we started yes. because uh, she's in Mexico City. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. New York. <laughs> we have enjoyed talking before, um, but we needed to just kind of vibe with each other a little bit before we could really feel safe and comfortable to explore. Yeah, and sometimes that's a little clumsy. So if it, you know, the curious mind, I sometimes try to, I sometimes use the word stupid brain. Stupid brain. Yeah. Like, Explore this or that with your stupid brain, which it means that your stupid brain doesn't know the answer. Okay. And yeah. that is expected to, to fail or not, or not be perfect. Like, yeah. don't do it with, with your specialist um, high-level elite brain. Do it with your stupid brain. Your stupid brain. <laughs> she already failed, so she's happy. You know? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have to succeed. All of that stuff you know, the, all the stuff that was brought up on one of your business sessions, yeah. succeeding in the capitalist world, yeah. looking good, your body, all that uh, outward facing stuff. Yes. You know, but it's there. So the second thing I would say about um, that quality of us that, that judges. Yes. It's very important. Yes. You know, um, we have a very complex brain and it likes to recognize patterns. It's there to protect us. Um, it wants to take care of us and it's highly evolved to assess, compare, judge, etc. So let's just be friendly to it. it it's going to do that. That's so we can just, yeah. we just get curious about it. Huh? You know, is that really true? Is that judgment really true? Huh? How, how does that judgment feel 
in my body. Very interesting because to me, uh, <laughs> I feel like expansive because it, it, it gives me like, like a reframe from judgment to discernment. Mm. And it, it, it gives me the feel of more space to get curious on what's going on instead of bearing the weight of jud judgment on an imposition that comes without you having like, or being in the state for, for responding to that, if it's even possible to respond, because sometimes judgment comes very, it's, it's from irrational expectations that are close to the fantasy. And it, in the especially moment, with pleasure, especially right? with pleasure. I mean, I have to be honest with you. Yes. The whole idea, it took me like a couple of weeks to get comfortable, actually, <laughs> yeah. with the idea of doing a podcast on pleasure, on you know, pleasure. which is ridiculous because I have so much pleasure in my life. But yeah. I'm like, I wonder what that means. Does that mean I have to be sexy? What does that mean? That's my, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because of the judgment. And I, that, that's one of the things that, I think we all should like, like get curious about of what does pleasure means to us and sensuality. And I've also struggled like on how to present this to, to the audience, like, like may, maybe like lingerie and a certain, but, but that's, that's like a, a construct that is super connected to judgment. And I think the very interesting thing is about finding the answer of what pleasure means to Claire, to Candia, um, to you in the audience. Mm -hmm. what, what, what means pleasure to you and what is sensuality mm -hmm. for you? And hopefully this element of curiosity helps you put judgment a little bit aside or very far away <laughs> so you can explore and find the answers within instead of expectations. And this is, this is for me a constant challenge on how should I look to be sensual? But, but wait a minute, shouldn't be the other way around? Like you're having, you're having a, an, an experience of sensing pleasure in your body and that is being seen and perceived. And it's like a rippling consequence of your experience. So tell us more about how can we deal with judgment? Well, I, I thought quite a lot about this as I was um, thinking about speaking with you. I think the best thing for us to do is to use it to our advantage. So we have a discerning um, nervous system. So in, in my work, um, I'm trained as an Alexander teacher. And because I came 
from dance, a lot of, um, although it's not part of traditional Alexander work, or it wasn't the original work, was not anatomical. He didn't talk about anatomy. He didn't talk about specific bones or muscles or anything. Wow, super interesting no. because the experience is, well, it's the body, but. Well, yeah, uh, but embodiment as a word at that time did not exist. This is a hundred years ago. You know? He was born in 1869. So he started doing his work pretty young at yeah. the turn of the century yeah. in the late 1800s. And what he was known for was improving people's breathing and the resonance of their voice in their body. Nice. So that was his initial marketing hook. And in those days, there were no microphones. I'm getting way off subject, but I'll try to bring it back. Yeah. There were, there were no microphones. And the so... potency of the voice to be... Oh, I get goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Because and actually, and actually you know, the, the resonance of the body itself was your resonator because you did yes. not have um, equipment. No, it was a, a, a capella power. Yeah. Yeah. And so the volume of your voice and the clarity of your words, if you were a public speaker, was very important. Yes. And so what he started working with was his own reactivity to public speaking, the wow. fear of public speaking wow. and, and how it affected him and how he got all tight and he threw his head back and, and, and then he started to see that the, the answer was in embracing the reactivity okay. and beginning to um, calm it down. So it was the idea of speaking the judgments about what what it was that was yes. that was causing all the problem. Aha, uh -huh. all the disconnection in the in the organization of the body and the sensations. Yeah. And to our subject sensuality. Yeah. And so Maybe. his his ability to feel his body, what he realized was that he thought his body was free, but that his actual his sense of his body had gotten completely hijacked. He was a man in a colonial culture um, in a, uh, where men were taught that to be male was militaristic and stiff. Yeah. And so he was lifting his chest and pumping it forward and tightening his back. And actually people are still doing this today. Uh -huh. Th thinking that will get a manly result, but Interestingly, or that somehow your chest should be open, you know, but what about the back of your chest? That's now it's like totally closed, like, closed, yeah. closed, totally closed. It's like, okay, I am like hunched back, but at the same time, like my heart is super open on the back. Yeah. So, so it's very interesting yeah. how the idea of how one should be actually in jails, <laughs> the 
the true beingness in you and your ability to perform. Because if you're like this, it's going to be very difficult to carry a log or whatever true man does, like from cavemen. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to make you strong. No, no. It's, not, it's not good for a punch either because you, you lack your responsiveness. Judgment mm -hmm. affects. So anyway, that was a little bit of a, a journey in time, but, you know, we live in a different time now. And but we so suffer from exactly the same. That is like the, the fantasy of the, the projection of, of a happening that affects the way you organize yourself and affects your performance. Say, my example of taking a selfie that today I look very good, here on camera and or in the mirror and I am going to take a, a, a selfie and as soon as I become aware that I am going to tell, take a selfie, somehow I get distracted from the feeling and the experience of myself that makes me lose the enjoyment, the, the sense of pleasure in me that ultimately was to be seen or captured by the picture. And then the, the selfie picture captures a pose, an appearance, a pretense, not a true expression. And that's actually what I am so happy that I am sharing here with, with the audience that I found Claire that knows what to do about it. I, I didn't know how to pinpoint even I, I was just suffering from the self-judgment. Well, actually, you were suffering from your awareness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of what happens to you yeah. when that kind of thinking kicks in. And so what this does is the most amazing thing, which is it reveals the lack of separation between what we call mind and what we call body. As your brilliant yes, yes. guest said, we are this living being in process. Yes. There yes. is no mind talks to the body. But somehow, because we have this really complex system, I think that that does express something about our reality. And so, so what I was going to say was that um, Alexander's work has been, we're now in like generation eight or nine of teachers, and many people have taken this brilliant work and, and woven it in, been influenced by other things. And in the dance world, a lot of what was woven in was this deep knowledge that you and I have talked a little bit about um, of muscles and bones. And then in that idiokinesis, which yeah. was created to help injured dancers kind of rehab their brain's connection to their body so that they could repattern and not re-injure themselves, mm -hmm. right? So instead of just fixing the injury, they wanted to go deeper into the system. And where they were going with the imagery was into what we call the brain or the imagination working right from the source and yeah. really 
getting curious about different ways of being. Instead of different ways of doing, because the doing is the motor activity and the being is the state from which the motor activity arises, happens, and then it settles back down into the being. Yes. And it's so there's a cycle of activity. And that's what the Alexander technique really is. It's, it's like a process loop from the imagination through the energy that's sent through the nervous system into the tissues. And after that message is sent, you get sensation that feeds back into the, that tells you, oh, that was a great thing to think. That feels yes. awesome. Yes. Or that really sucked. Yes. Yes. Right. So you can learn to use that loop to your advantage. So you take the judgmental mind, but yes. you put it, you don't put it at the beginning. You put, you put it at the end. And you use that to generate another more constructive thought if that makes any sense. Well, another more constructive thought, because uh, with, with these insights on ideokinesis and imagination, it made me think that self-judgment and like all the, the narrative that, oh, yes, I am going to take this selfie of me and then my ex-boyfriend is going to regret so much all his mis oh, whatever story that everybody. he's gonna see how good i look and he's gonna be so sad yeah and he's gonna be come back begging and i am gonna kick or, or whatever like no i am i am in paris so so my colleagues will uh, see more value in me and then i will get more involved in the projects of the in the board meetings or etc whatever fan Fant fantasy of agenda it's also yes. imagination so what's fascinating about what you're sharing with us is how the alexander technique takes this imagination self-judgments narrative whatever that is getting on the way of you doing what you want to do like expressing your desire in in this context sensual pleasure expression Take that judgment and process it and flip it around. Mm. And it's so easy to do. It just takes <laughs> a little bit of time. Yeah, it's amazing. So I will give you yes. the first one of the first processes that I use. Yes. Um, I call these awareness preludes. Awareness preludes. Pre Prayers or preludes? Preludes, like music. Ah, prelude. Yeah. Yeah. Preludes. Yeah, my, my Spanglish is still, mm, still mm. exotic, but learning to... to yeah, it's difficult different. too, because when you speak in idioms, it doesn't translate so well. Yeah. So, Pre prelude. So it's like Awareness. we assume that everybody knows even how to tap into their own pleasure or pay attention to themselves. But for many people, when you say, become aware of your body, it is not a pleasant experience. 
It is not a pleasant ex experience. No, There's it's not pleasant. pleasant. And bad experiences and trauma and of, I feel. Or even just tension. Yeah, yeah. Like if you check into your body right now, a healthy nervous, nervous system, it will give you information about where the problems are. So there's this general field of ease and pleasure, but the, the tension sticks out. Yeah, it's, it's like the red lights, also for survival. And I think we are like socially allowed to talk about our bodily experience in a context of pain, like, oh, I have a stomachache, or I am so tired for, from, from the workout, or I suck at, at this when I do that. And we are, it's not very like welcome to talk about how good you're feeling about something, about how grateful you are for your pumping heart, endlessly pumping blood to every faraway cell of your body nonstop since you began. And that's, that's amazing, it's, right? It's amazing what it's so. What if we were just to sit here together, like, um, and I said to you, we could just go back and forth. This is one form of what I call your ease o meter. So, -meter. Oh for your podcast, we change it to sens sensuality o meter. meter. Yeah, so I'm just going to share with you that right now, um, although, yeah, there's a little bit of a sensual feeling around my heart. Yes. There's tension elsewhere, but around my heart, I can, I can feel that pleasure. Yes. And so now, now you. I, I can feel it too, around my heart and in my belly. My belly is like, in a, not only mm. in a good mood, it feels good. It feels mm. good. It's very challenging because my awareness goes directly to my tense neck, and my low back, and uh -huh. oh, but no, yeah. the my belly is soft, feels good, it's pleasurable, and uh -huh. yes, indeed, around the heart there's a pleasurable sense of tenderness. Well, that is, it's actually softening my shoulders as I speak. Very interestingly, yes. And then here's the thing is that that just is transitory. Yes. Because it's a loop. Sensuality is transitory and it changes. Yes. So then we let that. Um, so that was just a little use of our, our brain, which is part of our nervous system. Yeah. To say, I'm curious. My stupid brain is curious about pleasure right now. Yes. What if it didn't have to be like something, you know, like that somebody else tells me? What if I was asking my own body, what's pleasurable to you right now in this moment? Like right now, I ha I'm getting this pleasurable sense in the webbing of my um, thumbs, you know, that part of your, it's like, you know, and then it's, and then it just, it goes. So there's a little bit of rigor. You know, our nervous system is like 
Uh, I've been comparing it lately to your immune system. Yes. It needs something to chew on. Yes. And if it doesn't have something to chew on, it will make trouble. It will say, she's in a bacteria-free environment, but we, we need to fight something. So we'll make her allergic to milk or oh, we'll no, make her yeah, allergic yeah. to, you know, yeah. we'll find an allergy, you know, yeah. just so we can. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, a conscious decision. And this is very helpful, especially when you have pain or an old injury or something that's very present. You don't have to get rid of it. You don't have to heal yeah. it. You just say, well, is there some pleasure somewhere else that maybe could come in? Yeah. And that is working, being in the present, like not waiting for the injury to go away or your bad colleague to get fired or you to lose weight or to gain weight or to whatever so you can enjoy pleasure. No. No, it's right now. It, it's right now. And it has a, it, we can give it the same priority or we actually prioritize pleasure over the obsession of, of, of pain or problems or conflicts that those only go away tending to them, like doing something about it. And actually, I think actually pleasure supports the organization of what's working properly that will help you overcome challenges or injuries. Yes, it does. So if you were to characterize some of the things that are happening in your tissues, yes. if you can just drop that question in again, you know, if you, if you think, okay, so what is that actually happening for me right now in my feet, for instance. Well, I just pulled out of my feet. So now it's happening in my hands. It's a little bit of a spreading. Yes. So when you talk about yes. posture, right? Yes. A, a, a posture is an adaptable, fluid relationship to the earth. When we are bunching, we pull up off the earth. And when we are in pleasure, we soften a little bit and we have more, a softer contact with the support. We, uh -huh. we, are, we are more effective in, use, in being supported or aligning to be supported gravitatorily. 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 <laughs> Instead of, yes. of, of pretending to be as supportive as the earth and holding on to ourselves, which is yes. as if we could. <laughs> we can't do, you know, we are creatures of the earth in the most basic way. And that is the core of our pleasure. Yes. Everything in every cell in our body, every muscle, every bone has evolved over millions of years in this beautiful, loving relationship with gravity. And everything is, is good. 
And then we get these ideas about what we should be. And they fill our nervous system, you know. But yeah. now, if you practice this isometer, and you don't want to practice a lot. Okay. Just a little. A little bit. You can do five minutes a day. Or imagine what would happen if we sat in with four friends for 10 minutes and just shared around a circle. This is feeling pleasurable in my body right now. Yeah, yeah because oh, you know, sense. then it catches. Yeah, what, what feels pleasurable in you, it's like, oh, I, I can relate to that. And it's, it's also a, a very important way of nurturing connections, sustaining relations that are not only through the dialogue of complaint, but that, that have like the dynamics of pleasure and joy in the body and the joy of sharing. You just, that is brilliant what you just said. It really is. Because there is a culture of complaint. Yes. And there is a lot to complain about. There is a lot to be afraid of. Yes. Yeah. So um, bit by bit, we can change these habits and create a different culture. Yeah. yeah. It's very vulnerable to yeah. share your pleasurable self. Yes. Can we really do this across the lines that, that divide us? Class lines, gender lines, race, what we call race, yes. which is this ridiculous thing that doesn't even exist except for in our mind. No, we like have the all the same. Of it is so powerful, so powerful and so pervasive. Yes. That it permeates every institution we have. So how are we going to build the energy to undo these things? Yeah. The vulnerability to the undo vulnerability these things. And, oh, more goosebumps. Yeah, in, in, in feeling what the other person feels. Empathy. Empathy. I also feel the, the warmth and the softness around the chest. And oh, that your experience informs my experience and the interesting in this easyometer curiosity uh, stupid brain practice is hmm. that is it it builds on the essence of life that is health and it's this restorative and creative ability like we have just paid attention on what works well in the body through the isometer, sensuometer, and, and my alignment, it's much better. And the depth of our dialogue, and I hope that for our audience too, went to a more, a deeper and more refined level and powerful. So I think, I think it's very important to, to be more aware and discerning on, on your experience and, and that we use the tools we have, the isometer five minutes a day minimum. Ah, no, but not too much, only five minutes. And yeah, so just, you know, when you get up in the morning, if you can just take five minutes, just sitting in your kitchen, turn off the radio, get rid of your phone, you know, sit there while your tea is steeping and just ask four times, ha, huh, 
I wonder where there's a little bit of pleasure in my body right now. Huh. Ah, there you know. <laughs> it's great. It could come from anywhere. Yeah. You know? Like, ah, the nose. It's pleasurable. And yes. it's fascinating how this sets you up. I don't know if that's the word. Sets a state, a disposition for you to go on to problem solve whatever you need to to do at your work it's it's a it's a more effective way to actually take action on the pains and complaints instead of of dwelling in the pain and the complaint that some sometimes we just fall into that loop of 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 dwelling in the problems and we cannot do much from that state of self-judgment. So self-judgment doesn't solve the, what, what the judgment is uh, blaming about. And it, need, it, it doesn't support pleasure either. So it's kind of useless. Well, it, it helps. It's, as I understand of, with what you share, it's a, a mechanism that is there and it's very helpful. Like there's a problem. But pointing at the problem, it's just that it's not solving the problem. And this, like self-awareness through, through what's really sustaining you, health, pleasure, and the fire of aliveness, that is sensuality, can really be put into, into a solution if we are into problem solving. Yes, yes. And, and so problem solving is what your nervous system is designed for. But the base of all problem solving, and, and this is a radical thing to say, is this um, sensuality, this yes. it, literally the felt experience of yourself and the physicality of it which is nonverbal, present moment, easily accessible at all times, unless you're really under stress, um, is what you want to learn to rest your problem-solving mind into yes. so that when you're under more stress, you can, you, if you build it up, it's a nonverbal skill. Yes. Then it comes in when you need it, right? So Alexander called that end gaining, all of the problem solving in future, when you don't even know how am I going to pick up the phone? He said, the most important thing is the next thing you're going to do, not the fifth thing you're going to do, yes. what your boyfriend is going to The next important thing is, where is the ease in my body as I reach for the phone? I haven't even touched it. Oh, now I'm touching it. That feels nice. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it a little bit, but my body reorganizes to bear that subtle weight of the essentials. Yes. And you can yeah. feel the weight of the phone transferring into your hand. Yeah, uh -huh. baby. Okay, click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here we are. <laughs> we should take essential selfie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if, yeah you can call it a central selfie it's like how they say with art if I call it art it's art 
Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it comes because it comes from 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 the ultimate truth that is our subjective experience. Oh yeah. It's really interesting to see your image in the phone. Yes. And to feel pleasure in your body while you're seeing your own image. Yeah, when that's trippy. I'm yeah, taking the super picture. Trippy. Once we have overcome like the self-judgment with the easyometer and this practice, because it, this is an effective way of being in the moment and creating effective action to actually get what you want, like look sensual in the selfies or whatever, the ex-boyfriend or, or the colleagues or whatever. So you, you get your end gaining, but focusing on not the end result first, but acting the on process. the process of the next thing. So it's very important that it's exactly the next thing okay. just in the immediate future that you're going to do. Yes, you mentioned like first is how I reach to the phone. It's not even like clicking the button. It's no. Like, okay. The disposition to to reach to the phone, reaching, touching. Oh, wait. Oh. Then oh, the body responds different. Then, Ooh, you look fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> even better. I mean, you look like you're having fun. Yeah. 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 I, I think we should all take selfies and, and post it in into this Essential session, like comment space. Send it to Candia. When yes. You, after you listen. Send me the pictures and then I post our essential pictures because I think it's important to, to use the, the judgmental mind to trap it and get curious about it. Like, oh, maybe I'm too banal for, for wanting to look sensual in a selfie and posting it. And what about is if actually that's what I want? And if I am banal, am I banal? What does it mean to me? And for like, like really creating that curiosity space. And I think that's the key also for creativity. Because, yes. yes. This is radical. And actually, I just had a revelation. So before we close. Yes, share the revelation and your story. I, th I think where I come from yes. as a woman, you know, raised by a really smart woman who was shamed for being smart. Yes. That I had a lot of end gaining around being smart. Yes. Yeah. Blessed our generation. But what my mother went through, I just, I just don't even know the humiliations that that previous generation of women for suffered. Being, for being, ah, oh, I get the goosebumps again. Even just for being smart. Just so. for being smart. Let's not say for, for being sensual as a woman. Like, like today, like we are a little bit more respected for, for being like, the boss and wearing the pants or being self-sufficient and, and etc. Yeah. We're not so ashamed, but then when we want to like, 
this is me like fully then they call us a dumb broad yes to say the least and so it is hard to access it's very it's it's cute you know for me to say your stupid brain yes and i this is weird to say but i don't actually i feel myself as a sexy person but i don't think of myself as a sexy person you're a sexy person thank you <laughs> and so i say things like that and for years i think i have a little bit of a personality that i project that is more pied piper and a little bit less sensual you know the stupid brain was really hard for me to become friends with because i learned to be so fierce about my intelligence yeah and to defend it because that that is actually we we are lucky to to have to, to come from from mothers or matriarch that are smart and fight for for that aspect of her of their identity we are lucky to have that in this world and then like embracing the stupid brain when you're so smart and and that, <laughs> and that has protected you how, how can you find the safety for being in the stupid brain brainness <laughs> and actually get get creative well i'll tell you where you can find it before we end because i have to yeah. end but Yeah, um, that's what I do in my dance class. Yeah, that's what I do in my dance class. Tell us how to go to your dance class. We yeah, need to I have a dance class. It's so geeky and nerdy, and I have all these embodiment practices that I pull from, but I never know what I'm going to do because I just follow my stupid brain teaching. So I never know what I'm going to do, and it's really fun. And I have dancers, ex-dancers. I have other pe people who know nothing about dance and nothing about right. anatomy. Right. They just want to feel good and move. So we move, we play music, but you always learn something in the class. Wonderful. And it's every Tuesday at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, and it's very affordable. Eastern time. Uh, Eastern time. Nine, so, so it's 8 a.m. Central time, Mexico City great and if you yeah. live in la pacific time it's safe you have to get up really early yeah but a little too it, early for those but, people yeah but <laughs> it's, if, if you have to go into the office at, at 8 a.m it's wonderful to to have some enjoyment pleasure at your dance sure. class you yeah. could even do it in your office before the other if you're still going to an office you could yeah. still do it there yeah with, with the door closed and locked without anybody knowing what you're doing. Wonderful, how, how can we all go to your class? Tell us. It's, you can find it on my website. It's- um, I'll post the link below. She'll post the link and it's under um, for learners. Okay, so for learners. So anybody who wants to learn from me, there's a lot of ways, but that's one way. And I'll, you'll have the direct link to the class. Okay. So don't Great. worry about that. Um, check it. Yeah, that's it. Click on that link and Go learn and dance more with Claire Maxwell. Thank you so much. This has you been- You are brilliant, Candia. I love your podcast. Thank you so much. I am so happy soon. to have you here. See you soon. And for, for you that are watching, remember to, to know your fire.
your sensuality so you can share the flame. See you next time. Thank you. Bye.